Hey guys, it's Sidi Kapantua, and today is just going to be a casual video where I talk about the situation with animation, animation studios, and this is really mostly focused on Netflix animation at the moment. Now, if you've been following animation news lately, Netflix has been the biggest culprit of canceling projects or closing entire productions and departments down. And of course, a lot of people who are passionate about animation are pretty upset about this. I myself am pretty upset about this too. However, when I saw news and reports coming out that was related to Netflix animation and the situation that's happening over there, I'm not surprised myself. So I was a full-time employee at Netflix animation from the beginning of 2019 till the end of 2021. The vibe of Netflix animation from then is so different to now. You had the sense that the artists and the creative force had more autonomy and power over their work. With streaming, we imagined that we could reach different audiences with different genres. We could explore adult animation in a more nuanced way and explore different types of stories. It did feel like an animation streaming gold rush because a lot of big names were getting into it and they were getting people from different major studios to leave their job and come over to Netflix and the rates and the pay bump that they were offering was significantly high. A lot of people wanted to get into Netflix and a lot of people were curious what Netflix was up to. Well, for animation. Not only that, but you get the vibe that producers and the higher ups were kind of hands off with whatever the artists and the creative individuals were doing for Netflix, what kind of productions they were making, what kind of movies and shows they were making. And when I first joined, it really did feel like that. So it really felt like a community. Not only that, each production felt like their own independent production, which is like amazing for me, at least. That's the kind of vibe that I like where, you know, the film that I was in, we had our own little lot and I got much closer to the people that I worked with because of that environment. Now, it's been a couple of years since I was at Netflix as a full-time artist and a lot of things have changed, not for the better, unfortunately. Productions being canceled, leadership constantly changing, people leaving the company. Now, I'm just gonna talk about what I felt and what I saw in my overall experience with Netflix to sort of maybe understand and come to my own conclusion of why Netflix ended up the way it did. Ever since I joined Netflix animation, Netflix animation was growing at an alarming rate. Like every week there were like several new employees. When I started, the cafeteria was half full. A few months later, it just got so crowded that some of us had to eat lunch elsewhere or we had to eat lunch at different hours. They were always commencing a new project in development or green lighting something in development. So they were always bringing in new talent. And eventually we had to move to a different location and then we had to move to another different location. So it was just constantly growing and things were constantly being shifted around. Like there were so many projects being in production or in development. And when I started, it was just only a few. There was a sort of jokey vibe or reputation that Netflix had where if you had an idea and you pitch it to Netflix, it would get greenlit. In some cases, if you were someone big in the industry or you already had a reputation, it was guaranteed that you were going to get your own show or your own movie. And I think it was because Netflix was just looking for original content back then. So maybe they were trying to accumulate so many different talents and different stories that they could tell. It felt ideal because at the time though, they were really supportive of the creative force. And there was this whole vibe where the higher ups would leave the animation department alone saying, hey, you know what? We'll give you the resources you need. We'll give you what you want. We'll leave you alone and make us that magic. That was the vibe that I got. And this was sort of a generalization that I heard from, you know, directors and showrunners that were working at Netflix at the time. I was talking to a producer at Netflix and they were saying an issue that they realized was that Let's say someone pitches a family-friendly feature film, action-adventure, comedy, lighthearted, right? And then Netflix says, hey, you know what? 
we want to work with your film. We want to do this film. So we'll make a slot for you to make your action adventure, lighthearted comedy adventure film. And then they leave you alone. But over time, the show suddenly starts to shift gears. Now it becomes something that they didn't pitch initially. It becomes, let's say, this darker, grimmer, more serious, edgy type of thing. And the Netflix higher-ups, they come back, they look at it and say, whoa, hold on a second, this is not what you pitched. So they go back, they go into rewriting, they start reshaping the development so that it goes back to what they initially pitched. And it also doesn't help when you give the creative person way too much freedom because some of those creative people are not decisive at all. Like they won't make a final decision. They'll keep exploring, experimenting. They'll keep changing their minds about stuff. They'll keep rewriting it. And eventually someone will say, okay, this production is just a sinkhole or a waste of resources. Let's cancel it. Or they're just not at that stage to move forward with production. And unfortunately, I've been in projects that were like that. And at the end of the day, you're making a product for a company or a studio. So you need someone to make decisions and to move on, even if that person is not a creative individual. And it's made me realize you can't give full power to the creative people only, because a lot of them are just gonna keep rewriting, keep exploring, keep experimenting, and be stuck in this blue sky stage forever, which of course can be a waste of resources. When I was there, I realized that Netflix was also having some form of identity issue. Like they didn't really know what kind of films they wanted to make or what kind of brand they were going for. It felt like a very broad scope. But I personally don't think the style or the genre of these productions were an issue. I think more of it was just the leadership of Netflix. Like they kept changing leadership. And you know, one of the biggest causes of shows being canceled or productions being canceled is because of a change in leadership or a merger with another company. There are intellectual properties at Netflix right now that have been canceled four times and have been brought back multiple times just because they keep finding ways to kill it and keep finding ways to reimagine things to bring it back but with a different vision. Like the new leadership will halt or stop a production and maybe greenlight a different entirely new production just because it's part of their new vision. And I think what also contributed to this issue with identity is that you kept bringing producers and higher ups from different major studios to come to Netflix to work for them full time to sort of form a culture. But the issue with that is sometimes they bring the culture from that said studio that doesn't necessarily work well with Netflix. Like Netflix felt no different than DreamWorks or felt no different than Disney or it felt like a mishmash of all those studios but at the same time it was still unclear. So it felt like you had all these different powerful voices leading Netflix animation where there could have been one clear direction. But even with that, that's a tricky situation for Netflix animation to be in because DreamWorks, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, um, Disney, they all have a brand. You can recognize them and you know what kind of stuff they're going to make and what stuff you're expected to see out of them. So as much as I hate to say this, it kind of makes sense that Netflix will look for other productions outside of Netflix animation or Netflix internal and look for studios that already have a production, have a brand and just distribute it on their platform. And I guess the next thing that I do want to talk about is a mismanagement of resources. The more resources and talent you have, the harder it is to manage, especially when the fates and status of other productions are so unclear. 
I was on a production that was put on halt and they were going to go back to rewrite. So we were all pulled out from that production and we were all pulled on this pool where other productions can look at our work and say, hey, we have a place for you. Let's work with you. And during this time, the people are saying, oh, you're going to go back to your production in next week. You're going to go back in the next two weeks. You're going to go back in the next month. And time and time, it keeps going on until you eventually forget about it. You hear that it officially gets canceled quietly. When you're not in a production full-time, you're loaned out to different projects. Maybe you're helping out on a project, maybe you're transitioning into a different project, or you're just doing some extra legwork for a project. But, you know, I come into a studio to work on a particular project where I know that I'm going to spend full-time on, but when that gets halted or cancelled, it would sort of make me reevaluate what my role is in the studio. And as time went on, other streaming services began to surface, like Disney+, Plus, Peacock, HBO Max, Amazon Prime was getting their own content now, Netflix jacking up their prices, and Netflix no longer being the only streaming service you can find to watch animated stuff from Disney and what else. When it comes to Netflix animation canceling their projects, there's a lot of things that I personally do not know about. The things that I talked about here were really just a general feeling I got when I was there. I joined Netflix Animation because a production really liked my work and I was ready to give it my all. This felt like a place I could eventually grow into. Now there were numerous reasons why I left Netflix. I was working on a really hard production that burned me out and I just really needed a break to reevaluate things. But at the same time, I really didn't know what my future or what my career looked like if I stayed at Netflix. I voiced certain opportunities that I wanted to take on, like let's say a supervision role. But the more they kept switching me to different productions, the less it felt like I was getting closer to that desire. And I wasn't sure if I was really growing in that studio anymore. But deep down, I couldn't stomach another cancelled project. I have way too many cancelled projects under my belt. It's really heartbreaking because I feel like I could be at a different place with my career if things weren't cancelled. And I guess that added to the burnout and why I initially left Netflix. I considered coming back within a month or two, but that didn't end up happening. And and you know, I took a break for a few months and eventually I started working on Invincible season two and three. Would I consider coming back to Netflix animation? Maybe. It's a job after all. If the people were great to work with, that's a huge plus. Now, I want to say that this video is not hard fact. This is just coming from my experiences of what I witnessed and how I feel about it and how it helped me realize my relationship with my craft. I liked working with the people there. Even for the production that was cancelled, I had a really good time and I made some really close friends on that production. One thing that I don't want to end up doing like many others is use an experience like this and say, animation sucks, I want to quit it, I want to leave animation forever. I don't want that to happen to me or to anyone else. I mean, I like animating, I love animation, and that's why I do my own stuff on the side. Even if Netflix Animation or another major studio won't fulfill that itch for me, well, I'll find other ways. Anyways, that's all. Bye. Interested in learning hand-drawn animation or learning how to finish an animated shot from beginning to end? Have a look at the store where you'll find the complete introduction to 2D animation video course, tutorials, and other resources. Learn classical animation approaches, drawing, lectures, techniques, and other process videos. Visit the store through the link in the description below.